What uh, happened was a few months ago, Pastor Robert was ministering, taking up the tithe and offering, and he just said the Lord told him and Rachel that it would be year of favor, and he said, you can share that with the church. And when he did, it jumped on me. And then uh, during Wednesday noon prayer, during my private prayer time, favor, 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 I kept... Um, can you give me clearance? Uh, favor, favor, favor kept coming up. And then as I began to pray out the word profuse favor. Everybody say profuse favor. What is favor? Number one, it's unfair partiality. Favoritism. A state of being held in high regard. A gracious or friendly act that is freely granted. It's having an advantage, and it's to be partial to. Everybody say, I have favor. So it's unfair partiality, favoritism, a state of being held in high regard, a gracious, friendly act that is freely granted. In other words, you didn't earn it. Somebody goes out of their way to do something for you, and, and you can't even or they can't even figure out why. And I heard one person say, favor ain't fair. Amen. And so that's what favor is, being uh, partial to. The word profuse. So how many know favor is good? How many know you've walked in favor all your life? Favor has belonged to you from the moment you got born again. Everybody say, I'm highly favored. The favor of God, you didn't earn it. I'm going to show you some things. It's really positional, and yet it's like everything else. You've got to walk in it. You've got to believe for it. Favor in your business, favor at your job, favor uh, uh, it, it with the government, favor with uh, other people, favor at school, favor with institutions, favor in a neighborhood, favor all the way around. It's not anything you earn, it's something that's been granted to you and it is yours. It belongs to you, just like healing belongs to you, just like prosperity belongs to you, just like peace belongs to you. It's positionally yours. But if we're going to walk in it or not, it's going to have to be something you receive by faith. And anytime the Lord emphasizes something, he needs you to grab a hold of it because, uh, you know, there will be seasons where he'll emphasize healing. Why? He, he, it's always been there. He's just emphasizing for you to grab a hold of it. So there's all kinds of things like peace. Um, he, you know, during the, the pandemic, he had me ministering on no fear, peace only uh, all the time. Why? Because it's something that you need to be aware of so that you can grab it. So you don't fall fear or fall into captivity of what was going on in the world. But now, you know, so I began to pray that out and I began to prophesy it to myself. And then it, it, I got, I prophesied it probably, I think it was in a second service not too long ago. The Lord then began to pray, uh, say to me and uh, uh, you know, when he says the year, he always uses, he's, this is how he does it with me. He says, two, zero, two, four. And he said, it'll be a year of profuse favor. And I don't know that I can ever remember in 30 years the Lord telling me this early what the next year is going to look like. Well, last year he didn't tell us anything extra. He just said, do what I told you the year before because you're not done. And we're never going to be done rejoicing. We're never going to be done. We, we are like the children of Israel. We're like Goshen. Whatever's going on in the world doesn't have to touch you. Whatever's going on in the world doesn't have to touch you. If you'll be in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Come on, thank God for Goshen. Thank God for the children of Israel. And he said the land of Goshen would have nothing on you. And as long as you pray, you know, the thing was to praise and worship. But then he said, uh, just about a month ago, I think, in 2024 will be a year of profuse. So what is profuse? Extravagant. 
bountiful. Pouring, I like this one the best. Pouring out without restraint. So God is pouring out without restraint unfair partiality. God is pouring out without restraint favoritism. God is pouring out without restraint a state of being held in high regard. God is pouring out advantages to you. God is pouring out people to be partial to you. So no more negative talk because of the, your education, the way you look, uh, um, uh, uh, where are you from. Uh, no, none of that nonsense that they talk in the world. Now I'm going to tell you again. Your uh, education status, whether you're a doctor or you didn't finish high school. Whether you, what country you came from or the origin of the country you came from, what is the, the brick color of your house, whether you got shingles or you ain't got shingles. I'm talking hair, no hair. Come on. It doesn't matter what you look like. doesn't matter your education. doesn't matter your prime, what your language was. It doesn't matter. None of that matters with God. And you say, yeah, but here in the United States. Well, baloney about the United States. The kingdom of God reigns over the kingdom here. And so you got to start believing what God said about you. So if you hang out with a bunch of folk who like to tell you you're limited, you need to quit hanging with them and you need to quit listening to them. They're trying to identify you as something that you're not even. Trying to convince people and even children that you are this way, baloney. The truth of the matter is you're in Christ and all that has been gone away. And the truth of the matter is if God says something about you in his word, and he's always said this about you. He's always said about you, you have favor. This is not a new thing. This is the way it's always been. He's just emphasizing it to you so that you'll grab a hold of it. Everybody say, I have, I have profuse, favor. profuse favor. Woo! Psalms 5.12. For the Lord will bless the righteous. I said the Lord will bless the who? Righteous. Are you righteous? Yes. How do you know? When did you get Righteous. But Lord, I'm trying. No, quit trying and just be it. Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin so that you could become righteous. Go to Bible Institute. Raquel will teach you all about it. Righteous. Everybody say, I'm righteous. I'm not only in right standing with God, I produce the fruit of righteousness in my life. I am righteous. I don't have to hide under the blood of Jesus anymore. You know, there's a lot of people that teach this. Well, the Lord can only look at us because he looks at us through the blood. And they sing songs. I mean, I've even heard songs about it. He's looking at us through the blood. I get what they're trying to say, but you're cleansed. You're not covered anymore. We used to sing a song, we quit. I'm covered, covered. It, was got a, it had a good beat, but it was all doctrinally wrong. You're not covered. You're cleansed. I said, you're not covered. You're cleansed. Now, does the blood of Jesus protect you? Sure, I plead the blood of Jesus all the time in faith. But you're not covered, you're cleansed. And, and since you're not covered, you're cleansed, you're righteous. And you're also holy. And you're also sanctified. And that is your position. And he said, the Lord will bless the righteous. Everybody say, I'm righteous. What's he going to bless you with? So I say, I have been blessed with favor. It's not something you're trying to get. It's something you have. 
It's not something you're trying to get. You're not trying to get healed. You're not trying to get blessed. You're not trying. You're not trying. You're not trying. You're going to find out who you are and so that you don't perish anymore because of a lack of knowledge. And the truth of the matter is you are righteous. The psalmist was telling us who we would be. And in the Old Covenant, even the Bible said when Abraham believed God, it was accredited to him for righteousness. So this righteousness thing is a big thing with God. And he made you righteous. Everybody say, I am righteous. And I have been blessed with favor. And it's going to compass you about as a shield. That means it's all around you. Come on, righteousness is in front of you. Righteousness is in back of you. So favor is in front of you. Favor is in back. Favor on the left hand. Favor on the right hand. Favor everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, I've got the favor of the Lord on my life. Because I have been made righteous. Psalms 30, verse 5 out of the NIV says, For his anger lasts only for a moment. Oh, praise God. But his favor... But his favor, once you get born again, it lasts a lifetime. Weeping may happen for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. So even when the devil tries to bring obstacles and things in your life that momentarily may cause you to, uh, but guess what? If you'll remember that the favor of God is on you and the favor of God lasts for a lifetime and it doesn't matter how bad it looks. It doesn't matter what he said or she said or they said or what's going on. The favor of God will come to your rescue and it's on your life for a lifetime. And when the favor of God shows up, everything can be changed. Psalms 84, 11, how the Amplified Classic. For the Lord God is the sun and the shield. The Lord bestows present grace and favor and future glory. Oh my goodness. Those are three great big words I like right there. Those are some of my favorites. Grace, favor, and glory. I can stop and have a camp meeting. Grace, Come on, grace, grace, grace. There's a good book out there that someday we'll get here. By grace through faith. And I covered, uh, grace, the grace of God. If you'll get a hold of it, we'll bring the glory of God in your life. Grace, favor, and future glory. Honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. No good thing will he withhold for those who walk, what? Uprightly, that's righteously. That's the fruit of righteousness. God is the sun and the shield. The Lord bestows grace and favor. Come on, as I, as I understand that I'm righteous, as I walk in my righteousness and I produce the fruit of righteousness, you're going to produce the fruit of righteousness, which is right living, right doing, right standing with God, and you produce that in your life, then grace, favor, and future glory shows up. That's honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. Oh, I could use me some heavenly bliss right now. Deuteronomy promises that there'd be days of heaven upon the earth. You don't have to wait to get to heaven to have heaven right now. Amen. I'm not waiting anymore. And I'm going to tell you all one more time. Some of you are looking at me kind of cross-eyed, but I'm going to tell you again. Listen to me. This is not dependent on where you're from, how you look, what you do, what others have said about you. My mama said I would never amount to nothing. Well, mama was wrong. And guess what? The Lord God has put favor in you and on you and all around you. And your life can be totally different if you'll surrender to God and walk in your righteousness. Amen. 
Hallelujah. The Lord is a sun and a shield. He bestows. He presents grace and favor. Come on, that's what he's doing today. He's presenting to you. I've got this favor that I want to put on you. I want this favor in your mouth. I want it in your life. I want it in your walk. I want it in your skip. I want it in your jump. I want it at your work. I want it at your business. I want it at your school. I want it in your neighborhood. I want it when you're at the football game. Even when you lose, I I want you to have this godly kind of favor. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's move on to what the Proverbs says about it from God's side. Proverbs 8.35. So this is God's side. This is what he's telling you. And then you got favor with him. Come on, if you got favor with him, it's kind of like uh, greater is he that is in me. If God be for me. Right? If God be for me. Come on, if God be for me. And God's saying he's for you. He's not only for you, he's granted you favor. Favor with him. Woo! Whoever finds, where are we? Proverbs 8.35. Whoever finds me wisdom finds life and draws forth and obtains favor from the Lord. So that reminds me that every, you know, that God's wisdom comes from, we should, James says we need to ask for it. Said, you know, this wisdom of this world, if you're looking for the favor of men, if you're looking for organizations to be pleased with you, if you're looking for, you know, your, your favor, you know, uh, if you, you're seeking favor from men, if you want everybody to like you, if you want, if you don't want to ruffle any feathers today, well, guess what? You're going to, you're not going to get God's favor. You can't be a man pleaser and be a God pleaser at the same time. You can't agree with the world and their sin and, 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 and be pleasing to God. And so we, the Bible says the, the wisdom of this earth is foolish, it's sensual, and it's devilish. Man's wisdom is, is foolish because it comes from the devil himself. It, it is devilish. So you, you don't want, well, you know, uh, you know, you need to be wise about that. You need to have wisdom about that. Well, it depends on whose wisdom are you using. Well, you know, I've had people say, oh, pastor, we need to use wisdom. And I always rebut, depends on who's you using. Because the wisdom of this world is sensual and it's devilish says God. But the wisdom of God, how can you tell which wisdom it is? It's pure. It's peaceable and it's holy. Right? And it comes down from the Father of light. And the Bible is saying, Proverbs, the book of wisdom is saying, whoever finds this wisdom or the word of God and applies it to their life, that you find life and you draw forth and then that, from that position, you will obtain favor from the Lord. So we're word walkers. We're word doers. Amen? Proverbs 12, 2, Amplified Classic. A good man, so that good, don't let that, well, doing everything right. No, that's the same, a righteous man. It's it's the word for righteous. A righteous man obtains favor from the Lord. But a man of wicked devices, he condemns. Yeah, that's a woo. A man, a good man, a righteous man does what? Obtains, everybody say, I'm a righteous man. I'm a good man. I obtain favor of the Lord. Everybody say, I got it. I got it. What do you got? Favor. I'm not trying to get favor. I got favor. I'm not trying to get God to show up. I'm trying to cooperate with him because I know he will show up. Hallelujah. Proverbs 3. 33, 34, again, Amplified Classic. The curse of the Lord is 
is in and on the house of the wicked. Listen. Galatians 3, 13 and 14 says you've been redeemed from the curse of the law. But if you insist in walking in the world, talking like the world, acting like the world, pretending there is no God, then all the promises of God are far from you. Yes, he's merciful. He proved it to me. He's proved it to you. But you can't keep living there. But he declares blessed, joyful. Oh, I like that. Everybody say joyful. And favored with blessings. Ooh, plural. Joyful and favored with blessings. The home of the just. Again, that's righteous. And consistently righteous. What does that mean? I guess if you're going to walk in the favor of God, you're going to have to understand you've been made righteous. Because it's all splattered throughout the whole thing. Let's keep going. Though he scoffs at the scoffers and scorns the scorners. What does that mean? Someone who scoffs at God. Someone who mocks God. Someone who rolls their eyes at God. Someone who sits in a service like this and... <coughs> right. Whether it's inside or outside. How many of you know the Bible says you can't even get a, go to hell to get away from God? How many of you know he knows your every thought? It's a little scary, ain't it? And he still likes us. But he, God, scoffs at the scoffers, scorns the scorners, yet, that's not any of us, right? Yet he gives his undeserved favor to the low in rank, the humble and the afflicted. Thank God. Come on, I'm not going to sit in the seat of the scornful. I don't want to be a mocker of anything. Even if you don't understand something, you ought to put your hand over your mouth. And just wait till you get a little more mature in the things of God and figure it out. Because you sure don't want to talk against things you don't understand. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, how many can say clearly, I have favor with God? Well, let's see what else you got favor with. Proverbs 3, 3 and 4. I'm just going to lay a foundation. Uh, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the table of your heart. Verse 4. So shall thy find favor and good understanding in the sight of God. Oh, now we're going to add something. And man. So we have favor with God. Now God said if you walk in his favor, he'll extend it to you having favor with people. And it doesn't say godly people. It just says people. And so God's favor, which is this profuse favor, pouring out without restraint, will give you unfair partiality and favoritism and a state of being held in high regard with all people. Just people. People will go out of their way to do things for you. You'll have things, uh, for, you, you'll have things that, um, that you'll find God will do through you through people, and they don't even know why they're doing it. Everybody shout favor. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 26, it says, And the Samuel grew, and the child Samuel grew on and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. So Samuel found favor with God, but he began to also find it with men. And Luke chapter 2, verse 52, it says, And Jesus, even Jesus needed this. Listen to me. Jesus was a man who was anointed by the Holy Ghost, but even Jesus needed this favor. And Jesus increased in wisdom. There's wisdom, remember, you gotta get wisdom, and stature, character, and in favor with God and man. Everybody say, I have favor with God 
and man. And I was thinking about it, and I asked uh, Pastor Rhonda about this. I'm like, you know, tell me some things when you think about the favor of God. She said, well, Jesus had favor on his life because people would follow him into a desert without any food, trusting him. But he had such favor, he just drew people. When uh, he told Peter to fall, leave his business and follow him, I mean, he just had favor on his life. People were not just attracted to the miracles. They were attracted to him because he had such favor, such magnetism. Not, not man-made charisma, but a magnetism from God because favor draws people to yourself. Now listen to me. Um, in this current things, if I owned a business, I would begin to confess I have, peop- I have favor with God and man. I have employees when everybody else can't get any. I have the best employees. And I have the money to pay them the highest and the best. Hallelujah. I begin to confess that I have favor with God and I have favor with people. And at work, you know, everything may be going crazy and maybe things are starting to shift. But you know what? You can begin to confess. I have favor with God and I have favor with my employer. And others might be getting pink slips, but I'm getting the slip to the corner office. Hallelujah. And a raise that goes along with it. Amen? Your children, if they're going to public school, they need to have favor with God, but also favor with their teachers. Uh, Things that are done for them that aren't done for everybody else. Maybe even uh, uh, keeps them from some of the mess and nonsense that goes on. Come on, favor with God, but also favor with man. I have favor with man. And I'm going to get to this. Now, a lot of times when people think favor, they only think of wealth. But I want you to begin to think different. Yes, thank God for that. But I want you to begin to think different. When, how did Jesus use his favor? He used it to minister to people. He used it to minister the kingdom to people. He, he used it to draw people so that he could tell them about his father and about the kingdom of God. Um, you have favor with God and man. Uh, Acts chapter 2 verse 47 talking about the early church, praising God and having favor with all the people. So the apostles, the early church, they had favor with God, but they had favor with how many people? And what does all mean? So it means those that are in the church, but it also means those that are outside the church. So this nonsense of the world has to be totally against us uh, doesn't have to happen. I know they're going to persecute us for our belief, but even as they're persecuting us, we can still have favor. Come on, I've confessed since the beginning of this church that I have favor uh, with the people of the government of Madison. I have favor here. I have I, everywhere we go, we have favor. We have favor uh, everywhere. I have confessed it, I have believed it, and we have seen it. Amen. What's the Lord saying to you? I'm promising you profuse favor. He just needs your heart and your mouth to get on the assignment. He needs you to get in agreement with him. It's not going to happen if you don't get in agreement with him. It's easy to say, I have the favor of God. I am highly favored with God. I have profuse favor with God, and I, have, I want you to begin to say, I have profuse favor with men. What does that mean? Men are going to go out of their way. But it doesn't mean just that you get an extra ice cream cone at Dairy Queen. It doesn't mean that you just get a good car deal, you know, at the Ford dealership. That's possible, and I want you to have that. But I want you to, 
Look at me. Listen to me. I want us to grow up a little bit. I want us to grow up a little bit. The Lord has promised me and you the heathen for our inheritance. Psalms 2.8. This is as much as your inheritance as healing is. And it is just as important. Prosperity, your inheritance. You've been redeemed from poverty. But just so much so is that the heathen are your inheritance. I want every child, every teenager, every young adult, every adult to, to begin to believe God with me. That we have favor with not only God, but everybody we come in contact with. And our favor is to be used to bring them into the kingdom of God. Amen. And yes, along with the, 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 the bigger house and the bigger, but use your bigger house to bring people in and help them. Uh, your seven cars, one for every day, but give them rides to churches in those cars. Whatever, you, I, I, come on, I just want you to think a lot different than we have thought. I am obviously not against prosperity and I will never talk against it because um, that would be foolish. But there is an elevation that is coming to this church and to you. I want you to think of when you have favor with God and people, I want you to think Esther. So I want to talk to the Esther men and the Esther women in the room. So let's look at some of Esther. Uh, Esther, the book of chapter 2, verse 9. I'm going to run through these. And the maiden pleased him, and she obtained kindness of him. And he speedily gave her things for pur uh, purification, such things belonged to her. The seven maids which met with her out of the king's house, and he preferred her. He preferred her. He preferred her. Uh, she pleased him, and he preferred her. And, may, uh, and, and other places, uh, I don't know if it's the NIV or NLT, it says in verse 9, she won his favor. She won his favor. Why? Because the favor of God was on her. The favor of God was on her. Is the favor of God on you? Is the, she won his favor. Among everybody else in the room, she stood out. Was it just for her natural beauty? I think not. I think it was the favor of God upon her life. Because her favor had a purpose to it. Her favor had a purpose to it. Her favor, just like Joseph's favor on him that Pastor Robert was talking about, his, what was Joseph's assignment? He was to save Israel alive. The end result, uh, if you see at the very end, what was, what was Joseph's reason for the dream? What was the reason for his favor at Potiphar's house? What was his reason for favor at the prisoner? What was his reason for the favor, you know, at, at, in Pharaoh's house? Every place he was second in command. Listen to me. You can, you can exercise the favor of God first in command, second in command, third in command, and no command. That was just his place. Esther, she was, you, you, you all mostly know the account. I mean, here is this young girl who is, you know, um, been chosen by the king, not even of his heritage, not even, you know, so she's different than everybody else. Not been edu educated like everybody else. Yes, she may be naturally beautiful or whatever that is. We don't know that for sure, but, you know, but the truth of the matter is the favor of God is what got her into this position. Verse 15, verse 15, um, uh, let's see, last sentence. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all of them, not just with the king, 
all of them. Everybody said, I have obtained favor with all of them. So, Christian folk, nice folk, non-Christian folk, mean folk, all them. Republican folk, Democrat folk, independent folk, all them. All them. All them. Those from here. Those ain't from here. That's everybody in Madison and Huntsville. <laughs> Esther obtained favor in the sight of all them that looked upon her. When they look at you, what do they see? They're going to see God, and they're going to see the favor of God on your life, and they're going to listen to you. 17. 17. And the king loved Esther above all the women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head. The favor of God on her life escalated her from somebody who was a nobody to now she's the queen. Can God do that? Can God do that? Can he take you from a janitor to owning the company? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can he take you from a professor to the dean or the president of the school? Sure. Can he take you from a mechanic to owning your own 10 mechanic shops all over Huntsville and Madison, Alabama? Whatever it is. Come on, let's take the limits off. But in that, what are we doing? Yes, there's the promotion, but it's also with a purpose. And the purpose is kingdom business. And the purpose is kingdom business. And the kingdom business is getting people into the kingdom. Amen? Well, let's keep going. Uh, chapter 5, verse 8. Chapter five. And if I have found, what did, now she began to use it. If I have found favor. The same thing Moses said to God. He said, if I have found fa favor and grace in your sight, then show me your glory. She said, if I found favor in the sight of the king, and if it pleased the king to grant my petition, to perform my request, let the king and Haman come to a banquet. Oh, I, I love this. I love Esther. I love this girl. I love the way the Lord works with her. Hallelujah. She knew what she was doing. And, uh, but she realized what? She starts with, she knew that favor brought her here, and favor was going to carry her home. Favor was going to get it done. Hallelujah. 7-3. 7-3. The, the queen answered, and she, now she's the queen. If I have found favor in thy sight, O king, if it please the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. So what is she doing? The Lord has positioned her to save Israel. Your favor positions you to do something big for God. You say, oh, I'm not called to do something big for God. If you got one, every person you get born again, every person you get to church is something big with God. Those are his children. Those are people that Jesus died for. And yes, it is very big to God. Don't count it little. And anything he's asked you to do, don't esteem it lightly. Because if you esteem lightly what he's telling you to do, whether it's to go pray for somebody or bless somebody or, or bring somebody to church or minister to somebody or, or text somebody and say, I just prayed for you today. Don't ill-esteem that. Don't count it small stuff. Because God is training you for 
and training you so that you can do the bigger things. Because of the favor on her life, because, and I don't have time to get into it, but remember her cousin. Remember, she got afraid. Do you remember that? She got afraid, and her cousin said, well, either God's going to use you or he's going to use somebody else. He brought you here to the kingdom for such a time as this. Come on, y'all, Esther men and Esther women. You have been brought to the last days for such a time as this. And it's not all about you and me. It's not about building a church. It's about building the kingdom. And the kingdom can only be built as people get born again and give their life to him and we get them in the kingdom. And not just born again. Jesus didn't say go get them all born again. He said to make disciples. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, NIV 8.5. 8.5 NIV. If it pleases the king, she said, and if he regards me with favor and thinks it the right thing to do, and if he's pleased with me, let an order be written overruling the dispatches that Haman, the son of the Agai, devised and wrote to destroy the Jews in all the king's provinces. I mean, this one was her, was critical. Everybody was about to die who was a Jew. But God positioned her and granted her favor. He gave her, she had favor with God. And she had favor with not just the king, everybody. And then when the devil raised up Haman. Excuse me, I immediately went to Veggie Tales. Um, <laughs> hallelujah, I'm sorry. <laughs> hallelujah. Thank God for Veggie Tales, the old ones. I know it gets stuck. But she had favor. And she was again able to save Israel alive. Israel's important, but every person on planet Earth needs to be saved alive. And the only life they can have is in Jesus. Not only to live the rest of their life out on Earth, as a covenant child, but there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shine. Hell is just as real as heaven. And everyone who rejects Jesus ends up there. It doesn't matter whether they right now believe it or not. It's a truth. And a truth is greater than any natural fact anyone can give you. And you and I have an opportunity right here in Madison and Huntsville, Alabama to reach. We have an international harvest field at our fingertips. And people have come here from all over this nation and at your workplace, when you're at the grocery store, in your neighborhood, at your schools, wherever you are, there are people who need Jesus. And the favor of God is coming on you and I as a church in a profuse fashion. I do remember. <laughs> I do remember. Just had a little M-I-N-I. It was 30 years ago on some ugly brown carpet 
and country blue stage with ugly blue curtain. Light blue, they match, though. And uh, two, you've seen the pictures, interesting-looking wingback chairs. At least Judy got me some flowers to try to fluff the place up a little bit. There was eight people at church. The Spirit of God came on me. And I remember it. And we're really pretty much there. He said, for the eight of us to believe for a hundredfold return for each of us. And at then, we've been going a little bit, and that seemed impossible. But he said to me, the heathen and the people of this area are for your inheritance. And he said, I want you to believe for it like you'd believe for healing. And so 30 years ago, I began to believe God for an inheritance. And I don't remember where I told it, but then right before Pastor Rhonda and I got married, uh, Reverend Opal's uh, spiritual mother, Sister Beatrice Stansky, she was a Church of God woman who loved to sneak over to Cornerstone on Wednesday nights because she said we had the Holy Ghost. And um, she, uh, before we got married, we went, Pastor Rhonda and I went to see her. And, and as we did, she gave us a tongue and interpretation. And she said, give me the palms of your hands. And we did, and she said, your hands will be like glue. So when God gives you something that's really from God, it sticks you, with you forever. So this was, we were, uh, yesterday we celebrated our, 20, our 28th wedding anniversary. And so it was before that that we went, we weren't married yet. And she said, your hands will be like glue and you will pick up the fallen grain of this area. Y'all, I need your help to pick up the fallen grain. Those who are not born again, if they're not in the bin, if they're not in church, if they're not being discipled, the Lord considers them fallen grain. Those who have backslidden and those who are not born again. So I wasn't going to do this this morning. This is all, stick out your hands, just like she had me stick out ours. Now, this is not weird. and you're not, I don't know if you'll feel anything. I'm not looking for a feeling. I'm looking for a confession. Say, my hands are like glue. I have the favor of God on my life. I have the favor of God, which causes me to have favor with men. The heathen are my inheritance. And I believe for my inheritance. And my hands are like glue. And they pick up the fallen grain. Amen.